Christian Parenting. Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center, no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a faith-based counseling center in Austin, Texas, offering online teletherapy for those that live in Texas but outside the Austin area. If you have questions and would like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, powered by the Christian Parenting Podcast Network, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Doctors Jimmy Myers and Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I'm Josh. I am Jimmy. And we are over-the-top excited. Very excited. Not as excited as your wife, but we are excited. <laughs> We're pretty excited. close. We're pretty close, oh, though. Yeah. A little bit. To having the big Boo cast on the show. We have Big Mama Melanie Shankle and Boo Mama Sophie Hudson on the show. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. Thanks for having us. It's fun to be here. We're so glad to be here. Thank y'all. We really do appreciate it. So first off, pornography in America, your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they laughed. laughed. We we didn't know how to start the show. We weren't. (laughs) We did one. We recorded earlier a lady who wrote on the the Bad Pictures, Good Pictures books, which are fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually used that book in my own house. Are they great? They're really, really good. Yes, it's great. We had a whole bit. We thought y'all were going to have an awkward pause. And they just laughed. (laughs) And they laughed. We had a whole bit of fans. I am the mama who... Alex would tell you that regularly, I go, so how's everything going with porn? Everything good there? (laughs) It's it's just a conversation in our house. So listen, we can talk about it if y'all want. (laughs) If you want to. Okay. The first thing I'm asking is, you know, y'all's podcast is called the Big Boo Cast. Is that like a thing now? Do we need to change the Paradox Podcast to the Paradox Cast? Is that a thing? (laughs) Listen, here's why it's called the Big Boo Cast is because we didn't know what we were doing. So we didn't, we just, that's just what we called it. Maybe we were tired that day. We both had toddlers at the time. Maybe the pod felt like it was too much in there. I don't know, but. Too exhausting um, to pronounce pod yeah, and cast. Yeah. Both together. It was. It was just an extra syllable. And so we just kept it simple, but so uh, it's, we didn't even know. Y'all's podcast or cast. It's sort of like the Seinfeld of pot. It's about nothing. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And, <laughs> and yet people are, they love clamor it. after your discussions of nothing. Tell us your secret. <laughs> Melanie, do you, do you, do you this is so wheels off. <laughs> I, yeah, that's pretty it's much fantastic. it. That's our, if we had a motto, it would be, we are so wheels off. I mean, we really, we don't have a calendar necessarily that we keep. We don't really make a plan. It's usually us emailing a Google Doc back and forth um, on a Monday before we record saying, so what do you want to talk about today? And we've only done that for the last month. I mean, I think that's for right. years, we would just get on just the podcast it. and be like, so what do you want to talk about today? And yeah. we would hope that we had stuff. But I think the secret of it is, is I think people love the community. And I think women especially love to feel like what I think what we hear mm-hmm. over and over again is I love just being able to feel like they're talking to their two girlfriends. 
And I mean, that's what this is. I mean, there's, and a lot of times it's Sophie telling me like, hey, your microphone's making a funny noise. I mean, that we're, was today. <laughs> that was today. We're very professional. And so I think it's really that component. I mean, there's just such, back to us. yeah, there's just such heart behind the show. And I, even in looking, Sophie, at your books, the Giddy Up Eunice, because mm-hmm. women need each other. I mean, y'all are yeah. just such a fantastic picture of community and women needing each other in a Thank society you. that's being you know, torn apart at the seams, it seems like right. with all the conflict. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah there's and, so much heart. Thank you. I think, you know, like today, for example, we were both in sports this past weekend. And so we didn't talk. We That was the first time today that we talked probably since like last Wednesday or something yeah. like that. So it was a legit catch up for us. Like, and I think that, and here's what I want to know every time I talk to Melanie on the phone or we record a podcast, like I just want to know what's going on with her. I don't have any agenda in that discussion except figuring out and finding out what's going on with her. So uh-huh. I, I, maybe that's, that's part of the reason why people like to, to listen. But it, I mean, for us to really be such just a collective hot mess and how we go about this thing, it has been the biggest blast. We really, we have. We have so much fun with it. How, how did someone from Houston and someone from the deep south? San Antonio. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, she grew yeah. up in Houston. I did grow up in Houston. It was Houston. her origin oh. story. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> how did, how yeah. did y'all get together? Um, we met through the internet. So we both had a blog. Um, we both had blogs. Sophie had hers was called Boo Mama. Mine was called Big Mama. And we met in 2006 through our blogs because we, at that time, there was like this real small circle of kind of Christian mom blogs. Mm -hmm. And we were in that, but we didn't really fit because we were both working moms and we both had only children. And it felt like everybody else was like a homeschooling mom who like knitted sweaters from their rabbits that they have or whatever. Like it was just, you know, I mean, it was very Did you just say knitted sweaters from their rabbits? <laughs> that was a real blog that was out there. That was okay, a real blog. Okay, if the Christian Parenting Network has a problem, it's with the guest. <laughs> it's not with us. Just want to make just that saying. clear. But it was, so we really connected and we had a lot in common. She went to Mississippi State. I went to Texas A&M. Those are both ag schools. We both loved college football. We just had a lot in common. And so we just kind of started emailing. And then I think, you know, that's when the internet felt like more scary and foreign. So, I mean, I think about six months later, we finally got up the nerve to call each other on the phone. It was like eHarmony, essentially. (laughs) Like, now we're going to talk on the phone. (laughs) So... And it was after we had been talking on the phone about six months, my husband said, y'all should have a podcast. And I I knew what that was, but I didn't really know how to do it. And so I think I Googled, how do you have a podcast? <laughs> and, and so we each went and bought cheap microphones and literally on the first episode, read, like flipped through Incel Magazine at the same time <laughs> and talked about it. And so it's horrible. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> It really is. And so I don't know. We've just kind of, we've just been stubborn as much as anything else. I think we've just kind of stuck with it, you know, over a long period of time. And it really has been so much fun. Yeah. But I think the key is really, is Sophie really is. And it's so funny how you look back and go, she was a new friend who's become an old friend because we've gone from having these toddlers together to now my daughter's a senior in high school, her son's a junior, and she really is one of my best friends, you know? So it's just, I think that's the chemistry is like, we really do. We never set out to have a podcast empire of any kind. It was just like, Hey, we might as well record us talking on the phone. Like, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's 2007. What else is there today? Yeah. I am not ashamed 
to say that I've probably spent way too much time on y'all's websites. I have for the past oh. few years used your gift guides for to oh. purchase for my wife. I Good for love you. That. So I'm trying to get ahead of the curve here. We got a couple of months until Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have any kind of insider information as far as quality gifts come this December? Oh, that's so. A good this one. is a little like Oprah's favorite things. Is this what this is? It Since is I've very not much seen like this. Yes. Yeah, we we for I don't know how many years we've done a gift guide like for hostess gifts and for women and for men, and then we do a separate one for teenagers. Mel, can you think of anything off the top of your head that would be really good for a Christmas gift? I haven't I'm, started looking yet. I have not started looking. I'm going to tell you the best, most romantic gift my husband has ever given me for Christmas, and I it is it. And you know what it is, and it's. And I'm going to tell you, it's it's a high dollar item in the whole scheme of things, but it's still still cheaper than diamonds. So I'll give you that. It is the Opal ice machine, countertop mm-hmm. ice machine off of Amazon. Opal ice machine. Opal ice machine. Oh, I think it actually yeah, is now made. O p a l. It's now made by GE. I think they have a newer version of it, but it makes sonic ice on your countertop. No, 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 no. Oh yes, no. Oh yes, it does. Not sonic ice. Uh, the Sonic. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't even have to go to Sonic anymore for the good ice. It is. It's the gift that my husband gave me that I was wow. like, "You see me, you know me. Like this right. is, we're going to be married forever because you <laughs> knew me well enough to get me this ice machine. It's the greatest thing ever. That that is my bar none wow. best gift recommendation okay, I, I can get. I also know you guys talk a lot about fashion. And yes. both of you being from the South and with sports and everything, I'm, I'm sure you're well uh, acquainted with, with hunting. And I'm going on a pheasant hunt. So I would love some fashion tips for yeah. this is a Southern Wyoming full bore pheasant hunt. Go. Oh, listen, I, this is where I need my husband to be on this call <laughs> with you because he really, but what I'm going to tell you is you can find everything you need at backcountry.com. So you guys are also prolific writers. You'll have several books out. Both of you guys published this year here in 2020. So we'd love for each of y'all to individually talk about your books. And Sophie, we can start with yours. Tell us about Stand All the Way Up. Listen, Stand All the Way Up was a book that took a lot of different forms over a couple of years. I kind of had it on my brain. and But here's what it ultimately ended up being, was that I found myself, as so many people do in their 40s, in just a ton of transition um, in terms of the, the situation with my parents, the, the situation with my parenting, just, you know, as, as Alex kind of became a teenager and all that kind of stuff, situations with friends. And so it really became a book about walking through transition, some of the funny stuff, some of the silly stuff, some of the really hard stuff, just figuring out what it meant in the middle of all that to stand up for the kingdom to stand up for myself, to stand up for other people, and ultimately to stand in the places where Jesus would stand. And so it was hard to write, maybe the hardest of all my books to write, you know, and and of course, this was a great year to release a book. I don't know if y'all know that, but it was... (laughs) (laughs) Well, people have nothing else to do but sit around and... Well, right. It's kind of, but it's kind of like screaming into a wind tunnel, you know, (laughs) like it's just... But honestly, it, it's a book that I'm really proud of on this side of it. And I'm really happy that it's out and people have been really kind. And I don't know, it's probably the most personal of all the books that I've written. So, I mean, it is 
your forties are just fraught with all the things. I mean, it just seems it? like it. You're just exhausted, and the kids, and uh, you know, you have the sporting events and all the commitments at church, and so yes, in 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 all the confusion and craziness, to be able to find purpose and meaning, I think that's a really important book to write. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about that is too, I think that as you start to parent. Uh, in my case, uh, you know, a teenager is you start to look at all the things that you have either been conditioned to believe or that you have wholeheartedly believed. But as you start to pass that on to somebody and have discussions about it, it can reframe some of that. And so that's a whole interesting thing, too. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, you're running to sporting events in your 40s. But when you're in your 60s and have grandchildren, I have five games this weekend. Five. Oh. <laughs> oh and I'm responsible that. for being at. That's something else. Wearing I love that. But out. you sit in a rocker <laughs> while I'm coaching. <laughs> and I rock. You do absolutely That's nothing. Right. I rock. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Now, Melanie, your new book is is also out this year on the bright side. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, it was, I started writing it in 2016 and it was right after the elections and it felt like at the time, which now what a sweet time that was, it felt like the world was crazy then. I had no idea what was coming. So bless my heart. But I really thought, God, we're just so angry. Everybody's so angry and it feels like our glass is half empty all the time. And it's like, we've forgotten what it means to look on the bright side, like that in life, no matter how dark it gets. And listen, I still maintain that even here in the year of our Lord 2020, which mm-hmm. I was telling Sophie earlier, if it were a book, I would say the plot is too far-fetched and yeah. unbelievable and I don't like it. But I still believe that. Like I think that we were made to be the light in a dark world. And I think the best way we can do that is to find the bright side, the bright side of, so I kind of broke it up into sections, the bright side of parenting, the bright side of staying married, the bright side of life not turning out like you thought, which, you know, I wrote that chapter from a really naive place back in 2016, but it's just kind of the bright side, but I, it really did. It came out like a week before Corona shut everything down Oh my goodness! and you feel like, okay, well, where's your, where's the bright side? So, <laughs> well, I tell you as parents and while we've got both of you here and 2020 being as unbelievable as it is, how do you guys communicate to your children, what's happening, putting it in perspective, not letting the adrenaline and the fight or flight settle in with them since parents set the emotional tone of the home. How do y'all do that in this, this incredible year? Yeah, I think it has just been an ongoing discussion. I think we have talked about it a lot. I think we realized pretty early on once we came home that even though we were home, you know, we needed to have routine. We needed to have, mm-hmm. we needed to have outlets. We needed to have, you know, time to get outside and all that kind of stuff. And I will tell you one thing that I have, that I, I think if I had to find the bright side, something that that I saw happen over the course of quarantine and something that we were talking a lot about in our house is I feel like Alex and his friends kind of learned to do what my grandparents always talked about doing, which, which is just to visit. Because mm-hmm. they could they could go sit in a park, right, and go like in space way out and just like, well, you're sitting outside. There's there's absolutely nothing to plug in out here. Mm-hmm. And they really, I think because of the forced separation, just being able to get together and to have conversation was like good medicine. And mm-hmm. so we talked a lot about that part of it. You know, yes, this is hard. No, this is not what we would have chosen. But one, how do we love our neighbor as we walk through this? And two, what 
potential lessons might God have for us in it? Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about both of those things a whole lot over the course of the last six months or so. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I feel like for us, it's been, and this is, you know, we're going into, so my daughter's a senior in high school this year. And so I think it, it holds some unique things where it's when you're, you're missing out on a lot of stuff that you should get to do your senior year of high school. You know, it's, there've been, there's been some tears and there's been some sadness, but I think there's also been a lot of really good things in it where it's like, life is going to take twists and turns. And one of the things I've told her since she was probably a year old is we are not victims. Like we are not going to be a victim Mm -hmm. of this. Like we are going to, to find a way to live our lives. We're going to find our way to still make a difference. And the thing that we believe over everything else is that none of this caught God by surprise. And so you have to know that he has a plan and a purpose in it. And our job is to to make sure that we're focusing on what those plans and purposes are, even if they look different than what we had imagined in our head. Mm -hmm. One other thing real quick before we get out of here, God has given both of you guys influence. And Influence, and I don't mean, you know, someone on their Facebook or, you know, five minutes of fame or whatever, but influence. And when you, not a lot of people have that. And what is it? How do you feel that God has sort of placed you in a position of influence? And it ain't cliche to say for such a time as this. When y'all look at the influence that you guys have over so many people, What are your thoughts and feelings on that? Uh, I don't know that anybody is more surprised by that than Melanie and I are, honestly. I I don't think it was anything that either one of us necessarily, you know, sought after in in any way. So I would say the first thing about that is, you know, that's a humbling thing to think that that somebody would take the words that you say and they would, or the words that you write and that they would take them to heart. But the, the, the good part of that is I'm deeply grateful that in the middle of hard, the hard stuff, and it, just looking at the last six months, that we have the opportunity to encourage people and, and to point them in, a, in the direction of hope and to point them in the direction of life. So I feel really grateful for that. I feel uh-huh. really grateful to be able to, to encourage women and to, to just meet them in the middle of the everyday not to give them one more thing to do, but just to remind them that they're not alone and that that God loves them with complete abandon and and that he he really, like Melanie said, he he really is in control of the events and the times of our lives. So I'm grateful. Yeah. I would, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think Sophie and I, part of it is, is I think we were never people who went out to be like, how are we going to really be influencers? <laughs> mm-hmm. How are we? Right. Um, I just think, I think it's one of those unexpected things that God does where you're like, how did these like two fools that met on the <laughs> internet that like to look at boots and InStyle magazine, you know, end up writing books and, and having any kind of influence. But I think for both of us, and the thing that I love about Sophie, and I think the reason that we connected in the beginning is we love home. We love our family. Mm-hmm. We love our friends. We love our people. We are both loyal to our very marrow. And I mm-hmm. think that we really try to communicate that and what an what an influence you can have exactly where you are, that it's not about being on some big stage. It's not about being published. It's not about, it's it's really loving your people it's loving who God puts in your path and it's, you know, just seeing how all the small things make a difference. And and hopefully that's what we do. Crazy thing is Jimbo's been trying to be an influencer for years. Yes. No one, no one will listen. He can't figure it out. <laughs> I've tried, you know, Instabook and I can't. Echo I, chamber. Nothing. <laughs> 
Maybe you need to get on Instagram and start selling some boots or something. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Melanie may remember this, but I need to tell y'all, you two are the very first since us joining the Christian Parenting Podcast Network as, hold on a second, I got to get this turned off, (laughs) winning our Hall of Fame Interviewee Award. Okay. As being... okay. Of our favorite people ever to interview. And so what you get, and I'm so thankful Melanie didn't cash this in three years ago, is uh, a a complete meal at Enchiladas Imas, which went under during the COVID, but has been resurrected. So when you all find yourself in Austin, Texas, we will take you and your husbands to Enchiladas Imas. Your husbands will need to pay, but you're paid for completely Enchiladas Imas. Everybody, the big boo cast. Melanie, Sophie, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us, guys. It was fun. Thank you all so much. Bye. Uh, Bye. I mean, they're great. Well, here's the thing. When you have sort of an infectious personality and you couple that with true wisdom and insight and knowledge and in a way to communicate that effectively and you get what they got. Yeah, I mean, it is a fantastic podcast. If you have not checked it out, again, is the Big Boo cast. You can find it at bigboo.libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Again, we'll put this in our show notes. We'll also put their socials on our show notes as well. And I'm thinking about this Christmas, Paradox Favorite Things. <laughs> We're No, 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 no. We're going to put out a Christmas list. Yours would be Twitter. Favorite thing. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But so be be wait, be waiting for it. I mean, people, we haven't ever done well, it, we're gonna but do people the, will. The Academy Rocker. You know, a rocker that we both use on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Oh, that'll that absolutely be on there. Definitely be it. Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. And the little wagon that folds up. And the Joker board game. You could make one and sign it. <laughs> no, no, no. With you make it. In the middle? I'll sign it. People don't really care if you sign yeah, something. Don't want so you you make it. I'll, okay, well, we'll work on it, ladies and gentlemen, and have it prior to the holiday. Guys, if you want more information about this episode, go to paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find our socials there as well as previous episodes. Uh, you can always go to christianparenting.org slash paradox to find us there as well. We appreciate you guys for listening. See ya. For more information about the voice of the Paradox Podcast, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show and find the archive of all our past shows, go to paradoxpodcast.com. <laughs>